0: Block Talk Radio. Live from Fort Bragg's backyard. This is the show that put the 110 nation on the map. There is only one nation, the 110 nation, and you're listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show covering each and every sport across the board. There is no sport too large or too little. It's time to talk the talk. Here Here we go. go. Here's the man, the founder, and your host, Mr. CJ Sports.
1: Hello, everybody, to the 110 Nation Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. C.J. Sports. You can follow me at Mr. C.J. Sports. You follow the 110 Nation at 110 Nation. Check us out on Facebook, my personal fan page, Mr. C.J. Sports, the 110 Nation fan page, 110 Nation Sports. Also, check out our site, www.the110nationsports.com. For all the way, that's going on here at the 110 Nation. Glad to be here on this Tuesday night. Uh,
2: we got Ezo joining us in the studio about 9:30. we we'll um, Not not quite
1: the week that uh, I had been been so commonly used to when it came to the, the football pool. Uh, coming into this week, I had a uh, 44 and uh, 12 record seventy eight point six percent roughly give or take uh this week was a a nine and four week um, giving a fifty three or i'm yeah forty four and twelve uh giving me a, a fifty three and sixteen uh, percent or a fifty three and sixteen record listen not not quite
2: what i've been used to but uh, you
1: know, for the season, I'll, I'll take it. I'm not going to complain. Seventy-six point eight percent. I'd like to, I like to keep it, a, uh, get to that eighty, or keep it above eighty once I get back there. Um, that would probably be a um, of course, Tomorrow night we'll we'll be
2: talking NFL picks, so we'll get into that more. Um, or a show. Um, I do the, the, the two, three big topics, but two, two NFL big topics to me. Well, that actually is a few. We'll get into a couple. So, you know, some of my into tomorrow.
1: Last night, Baltimore Ravens. Put a beat down on the Rams. This would have been last year's Rams instead of this year's 6 of 4 Rams. Last year went the whole season 12 of 4. I might have been a little more impressed. Um, This this Rams team has struggled all year long, so really not a surprise. I I did
2: take the Rams. Um, one, more so, I thought the defense would want to show up.
1: That was kind of disappointing. So in part, it's because I need the Ravens to lose in order for the Browns to claw their way back into the playoffs. Three wins in a row, nice impressive win in mean, Miami, but a nice impressive win. We go back against the Steelers again this weekend, so we'll see how that all shifts and plays out. Um,
2: But if this would have been last year's
1: Rams that The Ravens won forty-five to six against. I would be, I'd be more impressed.
2: I'm not gonna say I'm, I'm impressed. I'm not so much, and everybody's all caught up on this Lamar
1: Jackson shit.
2: Like he's running quarterback.
1: I can. Baltimore's not win the Super Bowl. Teams still have another well, six, seven weeks at least. We got five more games, two, three playoffs, a bye. I mean, you're, you're looking at about ten weeks before the Super Bowl. What happens to all these other quarterbacks that have no arms, that rely on their legs, they don't put the humidity because they were a spiral last year. What has happened to every one of these quarterbacks? Defenses
2: have adjusted. We watched
1: Colin Kaepernick take over Alex Smith's position in San Francisco. It was something different. Not that he was better, just something different. Alex Smith was doing his job. He he, he, he wasn't turning the ball over. He had a high completion, like 70-plus 70, 70 percent. I mean, my in line. Average a couple hundred yards, but I know going to give more back, so He's barely over, what, 225
2: is his average?
1: All those 49er fans jumped on that bad wing. I told y'all that was not going to happen. Defense adjusted, no experience. Wasted timeouts through interception, defense adjusted. It wasn't garbage. It became garbage. Now it can't even land a job in the NFL. And you can blame it on the Nealon thing. I'm sure part of it's got to do with the other part of it. He's not a good quarterback. He sucks. Defense have adjusted to it. Cam Newton came out. It's hard,
2: hard to, to defend him. What ultimately has
1: happened, teams have adjusted. Take that to a non-running quarterback. Mayfield played phenomenal last year. What happened in the offseason? season Begin of the season. Teams adjusted. Now you have Lamar Jackson, who can't really throw the ball.
2: He barely
1: averages 200 yards a, a game. Not that accurate. He's not like he's just throwing a bunch of long balls. He's a little dunk and deep, a little dinking, dunk passes to his tight end and, and his, his running backs for the most part. The rest of us running. I am impressed with their run game. I am highly impressed with their run game. The combination of Ingram and, and their other two backs and Lamar Jackson. I give credit to Lamar Jackson, he's a good running back. Sucks as a quarterback We hang out But, ain't got but I, I will give the Baltimore Ravens they they have a great run game. It has been a long time since I've
2: seen an offense be so dominant in the game and be based around the run. There's talks of Lamar Jackson MVP. Are you kidding me? All these other players that are more valuable. Well, I guess
1: he is. He is because he's a uh, legit threat. Right? Nine out of ten times he's gonna run it, he ain't got an arm, but that, that one out of ten times you gotta protect, you you gotta defend for the pass. Ain't winning a Super Bowl. Are
2: <laughs> you kidding me? I don't know, I, I, I
1: ignorant talk that I, I, I don't know if I've heard. Maybe since the last time maybe since Captain you know that was probably since Cam Newton was in Super Bowl, was more recently. That's Cam Newton was in the Super Bowl. I've not heard anything is eager.
2: No more Jackson in the Super Bowl. What does that mean in game? It's been a long time since we've seen a team be so dominant in the run. Not the greatest defense. I tell you what, they got some names on that damn defense. For them it's not to be that good of a defense. Wow, Jackson, Lord, Lord,
1: Lord, Emerson, I am so sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired.
2: <sighs> Listen in the Cowboy fans. And these they t- trip. Quote, unquote, calls.
3: I understand you
1: You might have caught the wrong deal with a couple of bad
2: calls. One, and I say this for any team to include my own team, take care of business. Don't so, allow well, a bad call or to dictate the outcome of the game. Take care of it. For all those out there, well, if, the, if they robbed us, they this, they that. What did they exactly do?
3: There's no point
2: in that game that I see the Dallas Cowboys score a touchdown. Even if they they get penalty back, kick a field goal, still lose them. Like, there is such a to-do about this call or these calls, you could have
1: lost up touchdowns. Understand that this was a 28, a 24 shootout, or even better, high-scoring game or shootout, and
2: maybe I feel a little more sympathetic. But you're. As long as I'm a firm believer, take care of
1: business. Don't let a bad call to dictate the game or dictate the outcome. You just don't. Something you don't allow to happen. If you allow it to happen, then you've got to live with the outcome. You've got to live with
2: the results. And ultimately that's what happened. My Cleveland Browns. Oh, we get up to my my beloved beloved. Who, whatever you want to say, my Cleveland Browns. I understand that Miles Garrett after the raw end of the call. i once again, not condoning what Miles Garrett did.
1: But I'm also saying if I was in those Garrett's shoes, I've done had a player to attack me. I've done had a player try to rip my helmet off my head. I've done had a player take me,
2: uh, what was I going to say? Kick me in the balls and punch me in the balls. Sorry.
1: Now, I, now I know from the NFL, this this is the standard. You
2: know, we're, we're going to allow a quarterback to do whatever
1: on some player.
2: Now, if that player
1: returns the favor, it's going to be uh, a two-game suspension
2: or a six-game suspension, whatever the case might be. I'm not I'm not saying about Garrett, it
1: should be I am saying that this should have been a four to six game suspension. No having to go back and beg the commissioner, no this no that you played the remaining games left on together, make playoffs the playoffs and many so a. Hey, no,
2: this got double off, but b we gotta relabel everything lower see The life of getting up at 3.30 in the morning. It really affects me it's about nine o'clock at night.
1: The Cleveland Browns, the fans, decided they are going to take upon themselves Sunday to have Rudolph Piñata.
2: Having Piana, piano, how do you say it, dressed in a Rudolph jersey. and going to take my helmet and smash it.
1: I understand being a Browns fan of frustration. Also uh, understand watching the replay and just being simply a fan of the NFL and watching what Rudolph got away with was really no punishment
2: to the employee for what they did. Don't make sense. Oh, yeah. Something else I'm going to throw up. Congratulations accomplish that nineteen champ jam here. year. It's a long night. We'll be right, right back. We'll be right back on. We'll be back right here, I guess, same time. Oh don't know how it to that. One ten nation sports show. Don't miss that. Um. I It's so that's a line like that, that that this whole debate ever since the two calls I was going to dictate something I mean, you didn't to get along? or then happen. Um. Oh, Lordy, have mercy. We'll join here in a couple minutes. Ah. Last Christmas. Oh, I did learn something new this week. It was last time we'll jump into
1: before we get it, so... In the studio, I learned that the first ever NFL game was played right here in Dayton, Ohio, by the Dayton Trains back on October 3rd,
2: 1920. I was I was beyond shocked. I was I learned
1: something. Not every day, I, I get an opportunity to expand my horizons
2: and get to learn something. I'm not, not saying I
1: know everything by any stretch of imagination. I just find the time to, to stretch.
2: Or to get in the studio of the studio. There is his That's what I was born. <laughs> I knew I came in this area for a reason. I got his uh in the studio, so I'm going to go ahead and get him in here and get them in the NHL section. Are you, are you there?
4: Yes, I'm here, Jay. There we go. There we go.
1: Um, one, the backup quarterback was very impressive for Penn State. Uh, started to make me worry a little bit in the comeback he was mounting until Ohio State went ahead and put their foot back on for the group. The backup quarterback uh, was very impressive for Penn State. Uh, all in all, good game, good clean game anyway. Uh, but uh, glad to have you back. look forward to jumping into some hockey. How you been? And uh, let's get this into the
4: top. Yeah, it was uh, definitely a, a good game, unfortunately. Uh, the bad guys did win this game for uh, for Jay. So, uh, you know, congratulations to Ohio State. Uh, I do know that the big game, the more important game to a lot of people uh, who follow one of the greatest uh, college football rivalries of all time uh, is going to be this weekend something I'm all you know always look forward to. You always look forward to the Michigan Ohio State game. Um, you know it, it's unfortunate that uh, Penn State did lose. Uh, you know, but it was a good game. It was a very close game. I was very impressed with the uh, uh, the, the the rookie quarterback and or the uh, the uh, backup quarterback. Excuse me for uh, for the Nittany Lions. But you know overall, I'm glad that they didn't get blown out. Uh, I'm glad that you know no one got hurt. Uh, you know, uh too bad. Maybe some pride got hurt a little bit, you know, especially on my end. But you know, that's just uh, the nature of Penn State football for me for the last uh ten or so years. But uh I am happy to report that my old alumni, uh the Farrell High School Steelers, uh are gonna be battling the Clariton Bears in the uh uh the, the Western Conference Finals and the state championship uh uh football of Pennsylvania right now. So um, congratulations to my uh, to my alma mater. Uh, they are trying to defend their state cha- uh, championship that they had last year. Um, just an interesting fact: uh, they they went eight straight games without surrendering a point um, during the regular season. Jays. So um, my high school's been kind of been kind of kicking some butt, taking some names, which is pretty cool. Um, just uh, wish uh, wish luck to to Coach Pegis and the and the Farrell Steelers as they head down to North Allegheny. Uh, this weekend to take on the Clareton Bears. Um, just a quick history note. Anybody that's from western Pennsylvania or even, uh, you know, eastern Ohio that kind of pay attention to high school football around there knows that uh, the Clareton Bears and the Farrell Steelers have a very, very rich history um, dating back all the way to the uh, to the late 70s, early 80s. So it's going to be a good game. We're going to find out who's going to go to the state championship for uh, western Pennsylvania. And man, Jay, nothing like some good old high school playoff football going on. So, um, but we're not here to talk about some football. We are here to talk about some hockey. Uh, we got three games going on uh, tonight. Kind of a light list. Um, we do have a game on NBCSN. Uh, for for most of you, not me. Uh, we got the Stars in Chicago taking on the Blackhawks. That game is in the second period, uh, with about 3:20 left to go. The Blackhawks are up one to nothing on the Stars right now. Uh, in the third period, this has just been a blowout. Jay, frankly, embarrassing. Uh, with about two minutes left to go in the third. Boston is in Montreal taking on the Canadians, and the Boston Bruins are all over the Canadians, eight to one in this game. Um, just a huge blowout. I, I haven't even finished reading the score notes um, to see who all registered a point. Um, you know, for for the uh, for the uh, for the for the Bruins. So. Um, uh, also really cool, real quick, the Bruins have released a, an alternate jersey, uh, I think dating from their 1950s, 1960s jersey. Um, so if you guys get a chance to jump on NHL.com and take a look at that, um, that's also a pretty cool jersey concept that they unveiled. Uh, our third game of the night is also uh, in the third period with 320 also left to go. Uh, Minnesota Wilder in New Jersey taking on the Devils. The Minnesota Wilder up 3-2 to two, uh, in that game. Uh, so that's what we have on uh Task here right now, Jay. Um, before we kind of dive into it, there's a story that I've been following um, uh, very closely that kind of broke, um, I want to say late last night, early this morning, um, that I didn't really get a chance to, to get to you. But uh, Bill Peters, uh, who was the former coach of the Carolina Hur- Hurricanes, is now being investigated um, for something that's very truly ugly in my eyes. Um, using racial slurs, referring to racial slurs um, to uh, Akeem Alou, who was a second-round pick of the Chicago Blackhawks back in the two, uh, 2007 draft um, when he was playing for the right, uh, Rockford Ice Hogs, who was the, uh, the uh, AHL affiliate of the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, there was some music being played pre-game. We all know how uh, it is in the locker rooms. We've all been in locker rooms. Well, most of us have been in locker rooms and know that, there's a pretty big cultural, diverse, um, you know, there's a big diversity when it comes to music, when you're, you know, on a team playing for, you know, playing any kind of sport. Um, There was some hip hop rap music being played and there was some very derogatory uh, words kind of uh, labeling uh, that type of music and the uh, race of people that it belongs to, which was just unfortunate to hear about. Um, And also uh, a former player, that played under P, uh, Mr. Peters um, that was apparently abused uh, by Bill Peters, being kicked and punched uh, by Bill Peters uh, on the bench during a game. Um, so this is a story that I'm unfortunately following. Uh, this could have some big uh, implications going down the road, especially for the Flames right now because, you know, uh, that's who Bill Peters is coaching for right now is the Calgary Flames. Um it is, uh, he has not been fired, uh, from what I've read. Um, I did see that, um, uh, I, I, about an hour ago, um, that it was announced that he will not be coaching the Buffalo Sabres, uh, tomorrow night, uh, um, on, on Wednesday. Um, so this is an ongoing investigation that's going on right now. Uh, I do know that, uh, Flames general manager, uh, Brad, uh, traveling, uh, uh, is, uh, you know, um closely monitoring monitoring this uh, investigation uh, uh, and staying close with the league uh, and and moving forward from there. Um, This is rather unfortunate. Like I said, this is a a story that kind of broke late that I've been really kind of paying attention to. Um, This could be a very, very big, uh, potentially a big black eye for the Calgary Flames who have already gone through so much uh, in the last couple seasons with other
3: Anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
4: You know, unfortunate circumstances where um, this doesn't need to be in any sports or any aspect of life um, at all. So uh, we're going to be paying attention to this. Uh, I do know that, you know, by next Tuesday, there's going to be a little bit more that's going to come out. Um, so far, um, there have been a couple players that have, um, acknowledged that these incidents did happen. Uh, one with the locker room dealing with, uh, Akeem Alou, uh, and the music and, and another player who I can't remember off the top of my head, please forgive me right now, um, about being abused on the bench. So, um, a lot of people have spoken to Bill, uh, and these players, um, you know, and, and this is an issue that came out that happened between the, uh, 2008 and 2010 seasons um, with the Rockford Ice Hogs. So, um, who knows um, why this is just coming out now? Um, this is something that I'm actually kind of looking into uh, as well, uh, even just moments even before I jumped on the air. But, um, you know, like I said, a potential black eye for the Calgary Flames, uh, especially when you look at, you know, how well that hockey team um, is playing, you know, um, you know, as of recently. So, um, you know there are uh, two spots out of the uh out of the wild card spot right now jay and you know unfortunately um this has been you know just a kind of like a, a derailer, so you don't know what kind of uh um issues you're going to have when it comes to locker room chemistry um you know i, I don't know who's going to be the interim head coach right now for tomorrow's game against the sabers but you know like i said a, a very unfortunate uh, set of circumstances that are uh following uh, on the uh calgary flames right now jay but Um, Other than that, we can uh, dive right into this week. And like I said, I'll be uh, keeping a close eye um, on this story as it develops throughout the week uh, and, and into the weekend. Still have you, Jay?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, lost my train Maples coach. Um, looks like the Maple's, Maple Leafs have decided to go in a, in a different direction. Um, in firing back this week. Um, One, um, I, I know they got interim coach. Not a big, uh, big fan of interim coaches, you Kind of expect your team to adjust to someone else. And it as seems as you get to the end of the year and we're not going to go in the direction we're going to yet go in another direction. And your team's got to adjust once again. So I'm never big on an interim coach, but how big was this for the Maple Leafs? Was this something that needed to be done? And uh, what direction do the uh, Maple Leafs need to go now that they have an opportunity to uh, work on certain things there?
4: <laughs> well, You know, it's kind of it kind of caught me out of nowhere, Jay. I really didn't expect to see this to happen so early in the season. Um, Typically, you know, uh, I've seen it happen maybe just a few times, and and, you know, and just me watching all the hockey that I have, you know, over the the course of the years I've been on this earth. But um, you know, most recently, I have to say when the Penguins uh, released uh, uh, Mike Johnston. a few few years back before Mike Sullivan took over as bench boss for the Penguins. Um, And that happened, uh, you know, in December, you know, around this time too. So, you know, it really kind of surprises me, especially since he has taken um, this team to the playoffs, uh, you know, three straight times um, with over 95 points, you know, for the season respectively. So, um, you know, uh, Kyle Dubas, you know, um, who, who knows what that train of thought was kind of thinking right now. Babcock's a hell of a coach, Uh, Stanley cup winner, you know, has got plenty of playoff experience um, and really trying to build a different team than what he had uh, in Detroit for all those years. So, um, you know, who knows what's going to happen? You know, you know, it, if he wants to coach again, he will coach again. I I don't believe it's going to be hard for him um, to get, you know, another job uh, in the NHL. So, um, you know, whether that's, uh, you know, um, going to happen this year or not, we'll we'll see. We'll see and find out later, you know, he could be a coach. He could be a candidate for the Seattle expansion team. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't, think He'll want to go through another rebuilding experience. I think he'll want to go to a team, you know, that's kind of established already, you know, has the right pieces in place to, to really make a solid run, you know, with what he's had, you know, in Toronto the last couple of years. I mean, you got a pretty uh, solid team in Toronto and, you, you know, you, you got some potential future Hall of Famers um, on that team and uh, a darn good team. So they've been playing, you know, uh pretty well. Um you know, I, I think a lot of the guys uh I, I, you know, were kind of generally genuinely surprised um that that happened um at that point in time. So, um
2: we'll see
4: what's going to happen here, you know, and and if he doesn't um if he doesn't get a job, you know, like I said this season, he could be you know, uh, Ron Francis's um you know, uh you know, uh golden knight, you know, in shining armor, essentially, you know, a, a, a dawn in the uh uh you know a dawn of light in the darkness for, you know, uh that twenty uh 2020, 2021 season. So um it's gonna be interesting uh to see uh to see how it's gonna happen and especially for uh, the maple Leafs, you know, and you know, you got Shelton uh Keith right now uh from the T- uh, Toronto Marlies of the AHL um being the headliner to to possibly uh you know, take this coaching job. Um that is something that you ge- genuinely do see uh in the NHL. A lot of uh, uh, teams will go down to their farm uh team to to grab coaches. We've seen this uh, time and time again. Um so we're going to be um we're, we're going to be. I'm going to be paying attention to see what uh, how this really plays out in Toronto. Um, I do know that you know some of these. Uh, th- this team is just too good not to, to to be successful. You know to not you know constantly be in the running for the Atlantic Division. You know season in and season out. So um, we're going to find. Uh, we're going to find. Uh, you know. We're going to find out what what uh, Toronto is going to be really made of within the next couple of weeks here. Um, you know, they, they the Leafs have overall performed well, but their past six games, not a win or anything like that. Even gave up some bad losses um, in those six games too. So um, we're going to find out, you know, we're going to find out what this team's really made of. Uh, and we're going to find out that, you know, um, if, if, you know, a coaching change is what's really wrong with this team, or is it something that's going to be, you know, have to be addressed with the roster? So, um, it, it's going to be, you know, it's un, one of those, uh, really unfortunate things that kind of happened, you know, that really kind of surprised me, Jay. Like I said, I really didn't see this coming. So, um, it, you know, they, they, they have the team in place. Uh, it just seems that they weren't, uh, totally, uh, eye to high when it comes to the, uh, the coaching aspects. So, like I said, we're going to be paying attention to this for the next uh, couple of weeks, and we're we're really going to follow um, Toronto and, and and see how they uh, how they dig themselves out of this hole, Jay. The
3: thinks that they're
1: going to be sitting down this uh, March uh, and discuss uh, a few things. as they one of them is going to be the outside, and,
3: um,
1: and this is this is going to be one of the uh, topics of discussion. As much as I hate for the sport to be over, any sport you know, off season, and, and, and talks are always interesting. It's always interesting to me what changes, or what not, what things that don't change um, to to make the sport the sport more appealing and try to please the fans. And this obviously is going to be. Uh, um, one of those topics is executive plans to uh, – executives plan to talk about possible changes. Um, and so does there need to be changes, you like, as current as is? And if not, what would you do to – what changes would you make? Or well, what changes do you hmm. feel that need to be made to be more appealing? Or what would you like to see the
4: movie? You know that, that's a good question um, the offside rule has always been in my eyes kind of similar to what a catch is in the NFL um, it, it certainly has its fair share of problems I uh, like the you know the catch rule in the NFL um, you know you have to have full possession of the puck when you cross that blue line um, you know and the puck has to be all the way over the line um, just like it, it is when a goal is scored. That puck has to go all the way across. There has to be a sliver of white uh you know, white ice in between the the, the goal line and, and where the puck is sitting in the net. So that, that puck has to no matter what aspect of the rule when it comes to offsides or a goal being scored, that puck has to cross the line. Um, And when a play becomes offsides, that puck has to completely cross the line coming out of the zone. So um, I've seen a lot of calls this year and and I've seen a lot of reviews uh, about this offsides, you know, issue that the NHL is kind of having right now. And I do believe that it is an issue because it has cost some teams uh, goals. And um, generally speaking, you know, the big difference between, football and hockey is um, you can still be in possession of the puck without having it on your stick. Um, You can't be in possession of the ball if it's not in your hands or if you don't make a catch, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, a lot of guys have to make a play, you know, where they have to uh, make a deke or try and play a puck off the boards to try and create some space, get free, keep possession of the puck, you know, instead of you know dumping it down the boards back into the corner, try and keep the cycle going for the offense that you normally see. So you know, with this offsides rule, uh, I I don't know how they would change it. the the only the only thing that I can actually you know logically really see, unless they you know come up with some fanatical you know way to do this, is to Say that the puck only has to be, you know, a part of the puck can be over the blue line for it to be an onside play as to where the the entire puck has to be across the entire blue line, um, you know, to, to, to be an onside play. That would be the only logical explanation that I could see. Um, where that would, you know, kind of make the game a little bit easier, um, especially when it comes to, you know, offside reviews and such. Um, And like I said, that, you know, that's becoming a a modern thing now. Um, You know, just like, the, you know, reviewing a catch in football, it's becoming more and more prominent. And I think um, coaches are kind of, you know, displeased, um, would possibly like to see, you know a rule change of some sort, but you know in my eyes, I think that would be the um, the easiest way um, is just to have a portion of the puck, um, you know, hit that blue line for it to be an onside play, um, because guys are always, you know, trying to th- there's there's a it's called a center line drive, and it's very important in the game of hockey. Um, your puck carrier um, as he's entering the offensive zone, you have what's called a center drive guy or a guy who is in the middle of the ice who's trying to distract the defense, create some space for the puck carrier, and he's driving down the center of the ice towards the goal. If you pay attention to this, you will see every team does this, um, where a guy who doesn't have the puck is trying to drive this down the center to try and create some traffic, create some havoc um, in in front of the goaltender to try and disrupt the defense from what they're doing. Like I said, every team does this, and if you kind of pay attention – you see you'll notice that you know parts of the guy, uh parts of the player who do, who doesn't possess the puck um will be a sliver uh of a hair uh ahead of the puck um but one you know it, it's kind of finicky because you can have one foot that's technically offsides as long as your other foot is behind the blue line it's still a onside play you know there, like i said it, it it's kind of like the nfl catch rule there's so many different facets to it that you know, um, if you're not really familiar with the game, it can confuse you and possibly turn you off. You know, uh, you know about some aspects of the sport, but you know, um, this is just something that the GMs, uh, I, I think, really do need to address. You know, to kind of really, you know, water it down. You know, make it more simple. There's no need to to complicate it even more, because all you'll do is just, you know, generate more pauses of the game. You know, and take you know time away from you know gameplay itself. So, you know, I, I'm going to be interested to see. Um, this was talked about a little bit last year at the last uh, or at the 2017 uh, GM meetings, but you know they decided not to to make any modifications. I do believe that they wanted to really kind of um, you know gather their notes and and really kind of figure out you know uh, what an onside play is going to ha- what what an onside play constitutes. And what's the easiest way to achieve that? I think that's going to be the most painless uh, route to take um, to get this, um, to get this, uh, you know, settled and everything. So um, it's going to change the outlook of the game, you know, now that you have penalties that are involved with coaches' challenges, uh, and some of them are quite severe. Um, With Lucky Land Slots, you can get
3: lucky just about anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
4: This season, uh, 40%. Uh, the number of challenges this season um, had a 32% decrease um, just because of the rule changes. So we're seeing some you know, effective rule changes that are affecting the game right now. Um, we'll pay attention to see if the uh, the owners and general managers, uh, you know, make another rule change that's going to impact the game. So, um, you know, like I said, I, you know, I think it's a good idea where that they can, you know, um, you know, uh, get the onside, you know, offside plays, you know, a little bit uh, combed out, you know, a little bit fine-tuned and everything. So um, I think it would have helped the game uh, immensely, Jay. Wow, Islanders.
1: End day, 17 game point streak, a very impressive streak um, for the Islanders. Um, and first regulation loss since October. Now let's let's. <laughs> I say something about these Islanders. Um, and this is someone on the outside looking at, Um, but being a hockey expert that you are, how impressive was this run? And uh, what does this do for the Islanders uh, moving forward? Uh, I, I don't know. I know if I come off a of 17 game streak I am carrying some serious momentum with me and uh, watch out uh, for the rest of the NHL I might I might want another run. That that's my mentality but uh um how impressive was this Izzo and uh what has this done for them?
4: You know it it's it, it all starts with goaltending. Um when you haven't lost a game in regulation uh you know since you know October eleventh um, and here we are in late November, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a run. Um, and if you look at the teams that they beat and be, you know, during that streak, um, and even coming back from a, a, a 4-2, uh, a four two deficit against my penguins the other night. So, um, you know, they've been playing amazing hockey, Jay, um, you know, it, it, during that, uh, uh, during that period I, I think Grace was eight 0 uh with a, almost a ninety four percent save percentage uh and with the goals against under two, um, which is amazing, you know. So
1: um
4: they ran into, you know, John Gibson of the Anaheim Ducks when that streak was snapped, you know, where they uh, the ducks took that game uh three nothing uh at the Honda Center out in California. But um, you know, seventeen game point streak, always impressive. It's always useful. Um, it always boosts you in the standings, you know. Um, no matter what, you know, because you're if you're gaining at least a point uh, in 15 straight games, you know that's just uh, it's just terrific. And I mean, they're three points behind Washington in the Metro Division right now. Uh, you know, they're playing uh, amazing hockey right now. They're they're seven one and two. Um, their their last 10 games, you know, they're playing great at home. Uh, they're playing great on the road. Um, which that's what you have to do to be successful in this league. You got to be able to play not only in front of your home fans. Um, unfortunately, Mike would say they don't really have a home yet, but it's coming. Um, but they're, they're playing great on the road and they're not playing scared. They're not being intimidated by, you know, some of the great players that are, uh, you know, around the league right now. So, um, you know, like I said, right now they're, um, they're second place uh in the metro division they're fourth in the league you know so they're they're setting themselves up for a nice december a good january and if they keep playing good like this on the road and they still get you know keep getting goaltending performances uh out of their goalies you know they they could be a really scary team to look at when it comes you know uh march april time you know just before playoffs so This is another team I feel, you know, if they're on the right move, um, they could be buyers at the trade deadline to to bolster that offense a little bit uh, and and get some help, you know, uh, to to really kind of boost boost that team. So they've been playing great defense. They've been playing great offense. Um, Their special teams have been outstanding, Uh, not only getting power play goals, but getting shorthanded goals uh, by the bunches as of late too. So, you know, this team has been playing – uh, awesome hockey right now. You know, I, I hope Mike is upstairs right now, kind of smiling uh, right now. So hopefully this could be the year. Um, you know, this could be a good year for the Islanders overall. You know, um, Barry Trotz uh, seems to, to to have uh um uh, you know a, a good finger on the pulse right now. That team is just playing well up and down the uh, up and down the list, and you know it's uh it, everything's looking good. Uh, you know, over in Long Island right now for the Islanders, Jay.
1: And with uh, a couple minutes left. Um we're gonna touch on two things. One, the uh the the three stars of the week. I will tell you what, it's becoming a one of my favorite parts of the show. I I think it's cool to be able to highlight on some of the players and what they accomplished. I kinda wish all those sports had something like this. Um I guess in the NFL. you got the player, defensive player of the week, and offensive player. And not not quite the same thing, but I, I, I've i got where I've been joining the three stars of the week, so I'm glad we added that, or you added that. And then also, uh, what games this couple, upcoming week do we need to look out for and make sure that uh, either uh, we're sitting in front of or DVRing so we don't miss
4: yeah, we had some. Uh, we had a pretty good week uh, for our three stars, uh, which dates from uh, the 18th of last week to the 24th. Uh, Brad Marchand of the Boston Bruins, Connor McDavid again from the Edmonton Oilers, and Brock Nelson uh, from the New York Islanders. Um, if you look at what Marchand did, uh, three goals, four assists for seven points and a plus six rating in three games uh, for the Bruins, who are leading the Atlantic Division. Um, who went perfect last week, winning all their games? Um, he registered a 16th career three-assist performance uh, in his third of the season. Um, you know, he had a pretty uh, uh, a pretty good uh, stretch there, beating the Rangers uh, and, and Pittsburgh there um, and, and New Jersey. So um, he's uh, you know, uh, Marshawn is probably one of the most underrated players in the league. Uh, I do know that, you know, not a lot of people like uh, the way he plays his game Um, was really known, you know, to a lot of people as one of those, uh, uh, you know, kind of dirty players, uh, you know, especially with his antics and everything like that. The league kind of stepped in on him licking people uh, a little bit, which is, you know, kind of funny, but hey, whatever tactic you need, so Um, second star Connor McDavid, um, you know, these Oilers are having one hell of a year right now, Jay. And, um, you know, it's kind of nice to see, um, that ship get righted because it was looking kind of dull there and starting to get a little hot, you know, on the hot seat for, for certain people, um, not only in the front office, but on the roster. So, um, McDavid, four goals, three assists for seven points in four games. Um, he went three and one in those four games Uh, and moved in the first place uh, in the Western Conference standings uh, during that week. So um, he had his eight three-point effort uh, of this season um, uh, and uh, went over the San Jose Sharks, I do believe it was. So um, he's recorded uh, uh, points in 11 straight games. So uh, we're going to be paying attention to, to that. He's always, you know, a front runner for the Hart Trophy um, for MVP of the league. So he's having a good year along with Leon Dreisaitl and company up there in uh, Edmonton, and uh, all all, uh, all wheels are turning forward on that. Um, getting to the third star, Brock Nelson, center from the New York Islanders. Um, he uh, shared the league lead uh, for four goals in three games. I uh, have four goals, one assist, uh, including two in overtime, uh, to help the Islanders extend their point streak uh, to a franchise record 17 contest. Um, you know, he uh, rallied uh, uh, a couple of times, if I remember, in that Pittsburgh game uh, where they came back, uh, including his fifth career overtime goal, um, which was on November 19th against the Penguins. Yeah, that's right. Um, it, that was a pretty good game. Uh, it was going back and forth for a while. And, uh, you know, Brock Nelson, he just kind of took over that game. Uh, I know it kind of made me upset, too. I had to actually... Uh, uh, go outside and and have a smoke real quick. Uh, have a have a puff of a cigarette to kind of calm my nerves. Cause Brock Nelson was just killing me that night, Jay. Um, but he's a very solid player for the Islanders. One of the more underrated centers in the league, um, especially right now too. So like I said, that Islanders team. Um, I'm looking. I'm I'm kind of keeping an eye on them. I think they're going to really be doing some big things. I think they're going to make a big splash um, when it comes to the uh, when it comes to playoffs uh, and even the trade deadline too um as well. So those were our three stars of the week. And uh we got some good games uh coming on um this week. Like I said, we do have the Flames and Sabres tomorrow. Um that game uh <clears throat> like I said, Bill Peters head coach of the Flames will not be coaching amidst this uh, investigation going on. Uh, but we do got an original six matchup going on. We got the Maple Leafs, uh, at the Red Wings. Unfortunately, Mike Babcock is not going to be there. Um, you know, his two former teams, uh, his last two teams that he coached, the Leafs and the Red Wings will be doing battle tomorrow. And we got a good one, um, that I'm looking forward to. It's my game of the night tomorrow. We got the St. Louis blues going into Tampa to take on the lightning. Um, so we got, you know, uh, the, Defending Stanley Cups, uh, going against one of the hottest teams in the league uh, right now, and uh, that's going to be my game to watch. Uh, Jay, I do know that your uh, uh, Blue Jackets are going to be hosting the Philadelphia Flyers tomorrow. Um, I do believe that game might be on NBCSN. Um, that should be local uh, channel for you. Um, I do know that the uh, anytime uh, the uh, Stars are on. Uh, NBCSN, that it's always on the local channels. I do believe that's how it goes all around the country. Um, So that's what we got going on for tomorrow for Wednesday night hockey. Uh, Thursday, there's only one game uh, that's going to be on the NHL Network. For those who have the NHL Network, the New Jersey Devils are going to be going into Montreal to take on the Canadians. Uh, Like I said, that is the only game that we have on uh, Thursday. Friday, big set of games on Friday. Um, day after Turkey day, um, Jay, uh, my penguins are going to be in uh, Columbus taking on your blue jackets. Uh, that game will be on at 6 PM, uh, Eastern time. Uh, we do have a couple games, um, that are going to be nationally televised, uh, especially, uh, the big one, uh, what we're going to have is we're going to have the Rangers and the Bruins doing battle on NBC at 12 PM. Uh, that game will be, like I said, will be on NBC. That's going to be usually that's the uh, uh, the equivalent of football on Turkey Day um, uh, for all of us nor- well for all the normal people um, in the country and everything like that. Um, but that's the uh, that's the game that I'm going to be watching on Friday. Uh, Saturday we do have some uh, some pretty good games uh, going on. We got the Flyers and Canadians doing battle uh, up in Montreal this weekend. Uh, we also have the Carolina hurricanes doing battle with the Tampa Bay lightning hurricanes are having an awesome year this year. Uh, it's another team that I've been kind of watching and keeping my eye on. Uh, they'll be taking on Tampa Bay in the, uh, in, in, in Florida. Uh, also Jay, your, uh, uh, blue jackets are going to be in long Island taking on the Islanders. Um, this will probably be a pretty good game to watch too, as well. Um, I don't believe this one. that game is going to be on national TV, unfortunately. Uh, Sunday, when we get to Sunday, only three games. Um, uh, Sunday, uh, we do have one game on TV on the NHL Network. we got the Canadians and the Bruins, long-time rivalry, a lot of hatred between these two. It would be a good game to watch uh, and, and enjoy a nice cold beverage. Uh, also, Stars and Wilds, uh, which is probably going to be a game I'm going to be watching before that Canadians and Bruins game uh, also on Sunday. And then Monday, uh, day before our Puckhead uh, segment on Tuesday, we got the Blues and Blackhawks on NHL Network on Monday. That's a good Central Division matchup, a lot of hatred between those two teams. Uh, And that's going to be the game that I'm most focused on for Monday. That's what we got on tap. Um, Like I said, if you don't have the NHL.tv or the ESPN Plus app, you can watch all those games on those two platforms too as well. Um, also check out the NHL, uh, .com. Uh, they typically do have a free game of the week, uh, usually thrown in there somewhere, uh, you know, every once in a while. So if you ever want to check out, uh, NHL.tv, see what it's all about. You can jump on NHL.com, pick out, uh, the free game, um, that they offer, you know, and, and just kind of chill back and, and watch it on your tablet or your phone or your computer, your TV, uh, whatever you need, just as long as you got a good cold beverage uh, to kind of kick back and relax and watch uh, and watch some puck. Um, that's all you're going to need, Jay.
1: Most definitely, most definitely. And so I want to uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Looking forward to uh, catching up again next Tuesday night. You and your family have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, make sure that you eat plenty and enjoy the hockey. And uh, we'll catch up again next Tuesday.
4: Always, I want to wish everybody uh, listening and all of our 110 family happy Thanksgiving. I hope everybody eats a lot, stays safe, enjoys the family uh, atmosphere that comes with this time of the year. Um, And uh, don't forget about your local turkey bowls. Um, I know my uh, area is going to be having their turkey bowl. Unfortunately, I will not be there. Um, Hopefully somebody throws it up on YouTube like they did last year. And uh, like I said, everybody have a ha- uh, happy and safe Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to everybody next Tuesday.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is our NHL expert. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and make sure that I thank Fairmont Sports Plus um, for uh, being on board and uh, being one of our first. Uh, don't forget you can uh, follow us on Twitter at 110 Nation. You can like us on Facebook, 110 Nation Sports. Check out the site, www.110nationsports.com. All the latest draw nights. be right back here in the studio. The 110 Nation Sports Show, right down the 110 Nation Sports Radio, Whitmer. See you, time.
0: Thanks for listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show with Mr. CJ Sports. You are a part of the 110 Nation, so be sure to visit the110nation.com for everything related to the show. You can follow CJ on Twitter at 110 Nation and on Facebook at 110 Nation Sports. Until next time.